We're on? You're on. Whoa. Are you going to join us finally? Is Maybe. it on the market? Okay, uh, I, that's a no. Yeah, it it's too hot. I can't come out. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> it is hot. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to wear. So I'm like, I'm going to wear hey, something hey. cyclone, but also light in color. All right, it's uh, Thursday morning, and you're watching Good Morning Southeast Iowa. Uh, our guest today is uh, Jared Larson. He works at the Sigourney News Review. He's a sportscaster, sports writer, and uh, we're going to talk about sports in the local area. Of course. So this week is a dead week because there's no local teams that state the baseball, but starting August 9th, practices are going to start up again and the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras which is Sigourney High School in Kyoto they got a pairing agreement for football so they have a really strong season last season they went to the Unidome where they met Cooper DeGene of OABCIG and they were beat uh, 52-29 I believe but the Cobras are returning lots of players their biggest loss uh, is Grandview University commit Brady Dua but all things considered, uh, they got Cade Molnex, who's a good spin back returning. They got Colton Clarehan, their quarterback, and they got great offensive line. What's the, I, I don't mean to interrupt. It's okay. But too so, late. Your quarterback's name again? Uh, the quarterback is going to be Colton Clarehan. Very good baseball What a player. great name yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah. Colton, right? Yeah, Colton Clarehan. Colton Clarehan. What yeah. number does he wear? So uh, he wears 19. Playing football Johnny and United. Yes. details. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, details, details. Now details. he's a senior. He will be, yeah. And this summer for Kyoto baseball, he threw 21 strikeouts in one game. Oh, so he's a baseball pitcher as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. I like this kid already. Well, good. I never met him. He's a pitcher on the baseball team. They didn't make it to state. Is that uh, they made it to sub-state, where they lost to Danville 6-0. And he he struck out how many kids? One game? Uh, 21. Uh, a little better than Kerry Wood, I'd say. Well, one better. Yeah. One better. Uh, so he's com committed to Grandview? No, Brady Dua. The senior, he was just in the Shrine Bowl along with English Valley's cheerleader, Kristen Fisher. They were just in last week's Shrine Bowl where the North Squad won 52-26. A similar score to the Falcons-Cobras game at State Semis. But uh, it's a, primarily a run-first offense with the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras. It's a spin back single wing offense well this colton kid if he's a pitcher he strikes out 21 kids mm -hmm. and he's a quarter he's got to have a heck of an arm he huh? does yeah i like him already very good we're gonna have to get him on the show somehow dave dave we'll work on it. dave it, that's our, dave! our connections right there you don't pay any attention to me well good i'll just nod and act like all right we're, we're gonna need you uh through football season to, to hang out with us and let us know how Colton and his team sure. is doing. I, and I can always call in if need be, right? Perfect. Was, yeah, I was thinking uh, we do this once a, once a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Other let's talk a little bit about the baseball season. Uh, yeah. Who was some? Just tell us who are some of the real outstanding athletes in baseball and in this area. Well, in addition to the aforementioned Colton Clarahan, uh, Josh Moore, who was the, the lone senior for Sigourney this uh, year. Really good utility player. Jared, you're going to have to talk over them. Learn to tolerate this city yeah. where 
apparently it's mandated no vehicle here have a muffler no no mufflers are needed but if you need mufflers um is there a muffler shop here i'm not it's closed I'm... year round <laughs> maybe i would wager well either way uh good baseball names josh moore was the lone senior and senior knees baseball team he'll be playing at central college see there's that's what i'm talking about right yeah. here are Central you a Dutchman College. yourself? No, I, I uh, when I, I was getting out of the Army and I applied uh, to some schools, and uh, I applied there, uh -huh. and they said I could not compete academically and I should seek other opportunities. Uh -huh. They had what they called, Jared, an entrance exam. Yeah, and they, they didn't they didn't. And our was... buddy Dave Sharp is a stick of margarine. So I went to I Westland. Oh, very good. Yes. Which doesn't speak well. Actually, Hal <laughs> yeah. uh, Mummy was there, really and he, he developed the West Coast yep. offense right there mm -hmm. the years that I went. No, West Coast is fun. Were you a part of that? Did you play any extracurricular activities? You know, they did ask me to come out for the football team. They did. Uh, they, they asked you to come out? What would you say? I told them I'd think about it the second year. I said the first year I didn't know how I could handle the school, you know. Well, yeah, you... I, I had you were probably on academic probation. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even started yet. I started out on academic. Me too. I, 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 I struggled in there. I, I would really work hard at college. Cause I was, You'd have done a lot better if the kid next to you would have applied himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jared, though, and I, I just, we got plenty of time. Yeah. But I want to know a little bit, and I think our viewers want to know a little bit more about Jared Larson. Sure. Graduate so. of Iowa State. Yep. Journalism major. Tell us about uh, other things you did at Iowa State. So while at Iowa State, uh, I'm a hometown kid. I grew up grew up in Ames, went to Ames High, went to ISU. So that's why I rep the Cardinal and Gold down here in Southeast Iowa. Um, What's wrong with that? Thank you very much. I was the equipment manager for the Cyclone Hockey Division One team. Mm. I was part of the sports media club until COVID hit. I was part of Orcasus too, which is a dance club, Celtic Dance Society. I was in concert band for three semesters. What instrument? Percussion. So I have been a percussionist for 15 of my 24 years of living. And I really miss playing music, but I'm glad I can still do sports riding. Another vehicle without a muffler. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy? A close personal friend of yours. He did hold the door open for me once, uh, and I told him thank you. That's close enough. And I had enough. a class with Brees Hall. We told each other bless you once the whole semester. And actually, when people uh, watch this, that sound that we're hearing just overly loudly doesn't come up on that as well as yeah. much as you think that's good yeah that's good oh yeah but yeah so colin newell uh center he's on the remington award watch list for yeah best center that's issued by the FWA, and he's also on the remington trophy award watch list on all the seven award watch lists for college football uh watch list so far cyclones are, are on all seven of them which is pretty cool you got charlie kohler and chase allen on the Mackey Award watch list, which goes to the best tight end. Okay. And myself, I'm a big tight end fan. Uh, Dylan Sainer, he's one of my good friends. He's now with the New Orleans Saints. And Chase grew up in Ames a little bit when his dad, Terry, was an assistant coach for ISU under McCarney. And McCarney had a birthday yesterday, you know? I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, now, the tight end 
from Urbandale that's with the Packers. I forget his name. Alan Lazard. That's the guy. Yep. Yeah, he was good. You know, uh, you know him then, yeah. too? Yeah. So going to Ames High, his last high school game was against uh, my little Cyclones. I was the manager for that team. And we got steamrolled by Valley the next game, but it was fun to like see the progression of Lazard as awesome for the Urbandale Jayhawks, awesome for ISU and hopefully continually awesome for the Packers as yeah, well. Yeah, your high school team's going to get uh, railroaded, or mm -hmm. would you say? What would, uh, stampeded. Stampeded. It, it's okay if it's a kid from Iowa and mm -hmm. he's now in the NFL. Yeah. Because right? you get to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Well, we beat him 72-27. to 27. We, uh, But in the following game, Valley's Tyus Jones beat us 63-20, to 20, I believe. I'm trying to recall back to 2013 here. Had like 400 plus rushing yards. Yeah, that Lazard kid it, yeah. it, with the Packers is uh, making a name for himself. Mm -hmm. And it appears Rodgers is going to stay with Green Bay. And as a Kansas City guy myself, I uh, just hope all the other teams can have fun until the Super Bowl. And, and when that occurs, you hope it's between who? Uh, Kansas City and let's go Green Bay. Okay. Get a regional audience to enjoy that. Um, I, I kind of thought you might go that way. Mm -hmm. Not a bad selection. Yeah, to mimic, you know, the first Super Bowl ever where Vince Lombardi's Packers That's beat right. the AFL champion Chiefs. That's right. That is correct. Now, Pretty Brock, sure. let's go back to Brock Purdy. He's sure. on which list uh, for some postseason recognition? I, I'd figure the Unitas... And I saw in my office today that he's on the Danny Werfel, which those of you from Iowa might know Danny Werfel won the 96 Heisman. I was not around to see Troy Davis play for ISU, but I still think that Troy Davis was robbed. Sure, Werfel led those SEC Gators to pretty big heights in 96, but I think if you get 2,010 rushing yards in one season and the following get 2,185 and lead the nation, you should probably win the Heisman. I agree. 300 yards. Game all least. the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was not just cheap. He played for the was, Saints for a while. Yeah, he, he was robbed. Played he for the BC robbed. Lions, I think. Uh, his brother. But just so third. Brock Purdy doesn't make the Tim Tebow list. No. You know, I've often thought, uh, and I mentioned this uh, to a friend of mine the other day. In fact, uh, I said, "Why is it Tim Tebow wins the Heisman, can't hook on in the NFL?" And he reminded me that. Many Heisman Trophy winners did not work out in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, you know, if you're a senior college football player and you win the Heisman, you're better off saying, no, nah, I don't want it. I'd like this guy to have it. You know, that's just how often Heisman winners do not do well in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Is that your opinion? No, I can second that. I think back to past Heisman winners and the only – one notable in the past while, Cam Newton, just for his longevity. Longevity? Longevity. I can say words. I promise I have a degree in journalism, mass communications with a minor in sociology. You should never send away for dentures. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Bad stuff? Or? Paul Horning had a pretty yeah. illustrious career in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Heisman winner. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are some exceptions. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Jackson. Mm -hmm. People are saying Johnny Majors should have won that Heisman. Uh, back when Horning won, it, or Horning won it, due to the fact he was on a losing team. You were, uh, that's uh, 
56? That's quite the memory for you, for a kid your age. I'm impressed. Well, Johnny Majors was my first ever interview. So. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad way to get started. Not at all. You got his number? Uh, well, he's since passed uh, yeah, last I year. Was, I was thinking of that, yeah. June 5th of last year, but I do have it on my phone. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of, but, uh, a lot of dead people in my phone contacts, too. Well, they, some people would do anything to keep from talking to you. I know. You know? Yeah, I'd be like, same phone, who dis? <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, uh, Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Your uh, thoughts on how they're going to do this season, and then, of course, the most important question, how are they going to do against Iowa? That's always the big, big question. Everybody wants to know. And Good. So let us know what you think on that. I thought you were going to ask me about realignment. Cool, a topic that isn't realignment. So as a homer and an Ames native, I think Ames is going to do quite well at the school from Ames. Um, those guys in Ames are doing good stuff. I could see 9, 10 wins this year. And against Iowa, well, I sure hope I'm covering it wherever I'm at or if I'm with my marching band friends enjoying it. Now, uh, is that in Iowa City this year? No, it'll be in Ames. Oh, it's in Ames. Okay. Yeah, September 11th. Can you help me with some Dukes? Uh, maybe. All right. Um, but I think it'll be another El Asico Classic. Um, that's a play on words for the Spanish uh, soccer game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. So I'm not swearing on your live stream, I promise. Um, but I think it'll be, I don't know, it could be like... 28 20 enough offense to get the job done and but i don't know tyler lindebaum is a very good center for iowa perhaps the best in the nation and they always develop their lines well so it'll be interesting to see tyler goodson versus reese hall but i think reese hall will have the running dynamic down and then if you factor in the wide receivers you got daniel jackson xavier hutchinson chase allen charlie kohler and that's just to name a few so I think it'll be all right for the Cyclones. You think they're going to prevail? Yep, I do. You know, I went to Iowa. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm certainly proud. Wear the uh, black and gold. Mm -hmm. Always root for the Hawks. Mm -hmm. Until they play Iowa State. And, and uh, uh, people are sometimes surprised to hear me say that I root for Iowa State. Uh, at that game, and, and, and I tell everybody that it's easy for me, uh, first because they've always been the underdog, and I try to root for the underdog. Secondly, uh, Dan McCarney, a good buddy of mine, has, uh, is Paul Rhodes, mm -hmm. and they've always treated me fair back in the day when I was doing a little media, a little sports talk. Uh, they would get me sideline passes for that game, or any mm -hmm. game really that I wanted. And so, uh, all the way around, it, it, it got to where it was very easy for me to pull for Iowa State. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, and uh, nor do I hide my feelings when that game comes about. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, McCarty and I met during the 2018 Valero Alamo Bowl on the way into the stadium, and uh, he and I got a picture together, and that's gonna be one of my treasured things whenever I get my bigger office or whatever my future holds i'd like to be a sports information director someday for a university because uh, athletic history is really cool to me 
in case you haven't been able to tell already, you guys are you virtual listeners. Sports history is cool. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, uh, sports trivia mm -hmm. is a, uh, a favorite of mine. Very How about good. you? Do you play the sports trivia? I only don't have people to play with because the last guy was state-related questions, and I'll just pick it up and throw it at them. All right, what, let me throw. What, what's your? Uh, it makes sense. You're versed in all the sports, but one sport in particular that you're uh, very familiar with. I'd like to think football is my most familiar football. sport, and like my least, I covered some bowling, and bowling was an absolute thrill to cover. I gotta say, uh, Coach Bruns of the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras, that's another joint sport. It was fun to watch kids do what they love, and then get an understanding of it as the season progressed. It was a great way to be a sponge and just soak up all the information I could. Well, you probably know that William Penn University, mm -hmm. not a far cry from where we're at now, uh, their men's and women's bowling team mm -hmm. nationally ranked. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I thought I knew you knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Well, I'm going to throw a baseball trivia question at you. Good. Baseball is my biggest, smallest topic. Oh, really? Not. Then, oh, all right. <laughs> but I'm confident you can come up with this. Mm -hmm. Jackie Robinson, mm -hmm. the first African American to play Major League Baseball. Correct. It's all. Brooklyn Dodgers, 47. Yeah. Pretty well documented. Mm -hmm. He was the first black player, major leagues. Who was the second? The second? I honestly don't know this one because I don't know my baseball. Darn it! Yeah. Hey. Darn I'm, it, Jerry! I'm open and authentic about it. Eh? Yeah, you're honest. Yeah. Eagle Scout. Answer? That's another thing. Thanks. Larry Doby. Mm. Larry Doby, you are correct, sir. Move to the head of the class. Now, if anybody ever asks you that question again, yep. you're going to know it. Yep. Okay. All right. It's committed to my eidetic memory. What uh, What baseball player have you ever interviewed? Uh, baseball? Uh, you know, just some local baseball players. Well, I like our local kid, Col Colton. Yep, Colton Clarion. Uh, is he? What, what kind of measurements he got? Is he tall? Oh, uh, yeah, he's lanky. Uh, but uh, speed-wise, he can get hit 80 to 85. Got a nice curveball. His catcher is his younger brother, Caden. Okay. And his coach uh, is his father, Tim Clarehan. That's keeping it in the family. Yep. Well, now, good uh, family, mind you. Did he get the call here a couple of weeks ago? Did anybody draft him? No, he didn't. Well. So he's basically like Brody Brecht. Uh, but but there's always next uh, yeah. draft. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll certainly pull for. What about Pekin? How's their season? So, Pekin of Packwood. Yeah, they got a new football coach. Speaking this of Pekin. Speaking of Pekin. That should be one of my headlines. I've got all these other funny ones, but speak of Pekin. What, what's the funniest headline you've got? The funniest headline I've got. Uh, Pekin played Hillcrest Academy in volleyball. Pekin won in three straight sets. Hillcrest Academy. They're the Ravens. So I said, uh, Panthers have telltale victory over Ravens. I see where you're going there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very clever. I like this kid, Jared. Well, well, what's up with this new coach, and what's the direction they think the team's going to go in with him? So Clint Weber played at Sigourney Kyoto, won the state title with them back in 05. He did place kicking for them, and he's been the coordinator for the Cobras the past couple of years. But now he's the HC over at Pekin. So 
I think the main thing he's trying to instill now is the culture, like what it means to win, what it means to succeed. Well, he used to know. He used to dominate all the time. Now. Yeah, I think they're going to expand past. 52 or 32 power, whatever their run between the left guard and center is. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Just run, run, run into the other team. Mm-hmm. I think they should throw the ball. Yeah. I always thought a West Coast offense with the triple option would be really cool. They had a, a kid out of a tumble that was a real good run back mm-hmm. one, a few years ago. He would run. I mean, take the kickoffs back. Mm-hmm. But it's been a struggle the last few now, Jared, uh, folks that watch and, and who will perhaps watch later, mm-hmm. our guest this morning, Jared, Jared, your last name? Larson. Jared Larson. Are you familiar with a sports writer and author uh, by the name of George Plimpton? I should be. I, I take Well, I don't, uh, I won't uh, take points away from you because he was prominent uh, when I was much, much younger, okay? And what he would do, and and I'm throwing this out at you as just a thought. Mm -hmm. You want to act on it? Go for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he he would uh, uh, get permission to participate in various uh, professional sports teams. Mm -hmm. And then he'd write a book about it. Mm -hmm. My my favorite was uh, he... He got involved with the Detroit Lions mm. in preseason, and he was a quarterback. And the book he wrote thereafter was called Paper Lion. Mm. But it was interesting because he kept notes, of course, every day, every practice, all the locker room banter, mm-hmm. all the different personalities, and it was an interesting book. He went on to do one about being on the PGA. Mm-hmm. He uh, wrote... Uh, Gosh, several others. I can't think of it, but the Paper Lion was the one I. He, he, and he did one about baseball. Mm-hmm. He played uh, played baseball. I don't know what te- I don't know what team it was, but that's what he did. And and he uh, had, as most sports writers do, a knack for you know the, the verbiage and the writing skills. And uh, so what I'm. I'm encouraging you to think about is uh, approach these these uh, football teams that are going to start out. Trivia for you. Hang on, hang on. You interrupt. Don't interrupt me. Uh, approach them and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to do a story on your team mm-hmm. or high school, and and because of that, I wanna I wanna uh, uh, suit up mm-hmm. and and participate in some of your workouts, mm-hmm. and then you're you're right about it. What do you think of that? I like it. I mean, well, I'm a free agent in the NBA, so I'm okay. not sure if that nullifies so, my eligibility. But if any local Keokuk County team needs a 5'11", 140-pound uh, paperweight, I'm here. That's that's kind of what George Plimpton was with the, the Detroit Lions. Who, here's your trivia. Who played George Plimpton in the movie The Paper Lion? What actor? I know. I know this. It, it was also made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see the guy, but I can't. Who? Alan Aldo. Okay, that's correct. You are correct, sir. 
Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. And nobody's done it since. Mm. So you would be, yeah. you know, like, you know, pe most people would go, hey, that's a unique idea, not knowing that it had been done before. Mm -hmm. And it would also give you a little better insight into that particular team, mm -hmm. some of the personalities, players, mm -hmm. what have you, and uh, you could tell us about it uh, every Thursday morning. I could do my best. That's all at. we could ask for. Very good. All we can ask for. Let's go over some of the football teams in the area and how you think they're going to do. Yeah. So I'll start with the eight-man English Valleys. They got a very good running back who won the 1A 100-meter state title in Des Moines this past May. And Bo Flander, very quick kid, very muscular kid, can long jump over a country mile. I think his highest is 22 feet. So English Valleys, it'll be interesting to see just how much or how many touchdowns Bo Flander gets. I believe he got around 20 last year. Tri-County, it looks like they're gonna pair with Oskaloosa. So I'm not really sure what's gonna happen there. Pekin. No, no, let me interrupt. Yeah, of uh, course. The, they're gonna interact with Oskaloosa. Yeah, on their Facebook right. page. And I've got an article to type and write about it. Tri-County is pairing with Oskaloosa due to low numbers per Tri-County. So they're going to field one team out of both those schools? I think they're just going to go to Oski. Oh, I see. Yeah. Huh. And Pekin, it'll be, that's an interesting one. I know they've had some very good workouts over the season. And because they're dropping down from 1A to class single A, I think they'll do all right. And the Cobras... They'll be okay because Kyoto? their offense is so weird. Yeah, Sigourney and Kyoto are together. Oh. Okay. So I think Cobra's got another chance to go to the Dome. Uh, go Slither Slithers. A big fan of them. As much as I can be a fan of all football, I just really like their offense, to which I'm a fan of, to show I'm not impartial. I see. And as a sports writer, that's something mm -hmm. you don't ever want to be accused of. Mm -hmm. It's being a homer. Mm -hmm. Even though how hard you try not to be, somebody's going to throw that at you probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris Felica of College Game Day called me a homer during our interview. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you're right. You say, hey, I'm not going to watch your show anymore, buddy. No, I'm like, call me a homer on uh, live ESPN. I would not be opposed because clearly I'm a homer for my alma mater. And I, who could blame you for that? Mm -hmm. But that was fun because I was back my uh, senior year at Iowa State at 2019-2020. Right. And of course, he was just joking. No, of course. It's fun to be joshed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Who's the most famous person you've ever interviewed? You. No. Um, hey, well, wait. That's <laughs> not a bad answer. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, see, <laughs> I spoke uh, with... As aforementioned, Johnny Majors, Dan McCarney, Blaze Bryant, Gene Williams. Gene Williams started in the, the Super Bowl for the Falcons when they played the Broncos in 98. Um, who else have I spoke to? That's interesting. I got John Cooper's phone number. He used to coach at Ohio State, played at Iowa State's Dirty 30. I've yet to call him. Um, mostly of my interviews are just with Cyclone people from the Past Cyclone Nation. Yeah, Cyclone Legend. Who's your uh, fantasy interview? Who, who's the 
person, man or woman, uh, athlete or not, uh, but relative to sports, but who's the ideal interview you're after? I'm not really sure. I'm going to keep expanding upon your previous question as I don't have an answer. I covered last year's Super Bowl on Zoom, so I spoke with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Local-ish local to Southeast Iowa, Tristan Werfs. Uh, one of my very good ICU friends went to high school with Tristan. So that was fun. But I don't know. I've been on so many interviews that I've kind of accomplished all of my dreams. And if oh, new ones come up. I don't believe you. You're, you're uh, relatively new to the game. I, I wouldn't think that at this point in your stint as a sports writer that, I mean, it makes sense that you've got years ahead mm -hmm. of you. Sure, and I'm sure somebody new will come into you, the fold. Do you do any broadcasting? No, because I have this face and this voice. It'd be good for radio. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they've yeah. always told me. Yeah. And that's what they tell me too. That's why I got into newspapers. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm, I'm. Before you leave, sure. you're gonna have to give me the name of somebody. Ideal interview. Ideal interview. I, I'm just, you know, you can think about it. You don't have to answer right now. But as a journalist, there would be, it, it may. So it makes me think. Somebody that you just really enjoy talking to. Uh, I guess. The muffler shop owners in Sigourney. No. I kid. Uh, there aren't any. <laughs> I think Tom Crochell. Used to be the SID at Iowa State, just retired this summer. Uh, he and I are Facebook friends, so I could set that up pretty easy. And Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. He and I are probably both encyclopedias of cycling history, and it would just be fun talking about the favorite experience, events that he experienced in person and my favorite experiences that I've read about through recaps, period newspaper pieces, or could just talk about Iowa State playing football and beat Montana. What's uh, Troy Davis doing these days? Do you know? I know uh, he's got a restaurant in Ames. Uh, Seneca Wallace. That's who I. Yeah. Who did I say? Troy Davis. Oh. Met Troy and Darren uh, before the 2016 Baylor game where we lost 45-42 to number 16 Baylor in regulation. Um, but Seneca, yeah, he's doing wing stop stuff. I. Uh, Got the quarterback of the 67-68 ISU team. Got him on Facebook. So we've Who's that? John Warder. John Warder. Yeah. He's been biking like 100 miles each day this summer. Today? You think Pro he's in Ragbri? No. This I would be a hell of a day to be on Ragbri. Oh, you're telling me. I saw two trees fighting over a dog. Yeah? That's how hot it is. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, Warder, he was a fun interview. There's a, uh, uh, are you familiar with the name, former ISU quarterback, uh, we'll call him John Quinn. Yep. Because that's his name. Yeah. John Quinn, he's a cop now. Yep. He's like an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. He's done some broadcast stuff or radio pregame yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he's from, uh, I think he lives in Des Moines. Yep. Or, or right outside of Des Moines. He'd be pretty easy uh, mm -hmm. to get a hold of and interview. And, yeah. And would have understandably uh, uh, a good many insights. Mm -hmm. I forget what years it was he was there. Seventy-nine to eighty-one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll go for that. Oh. Nice guy too. Very good. I think I've met George Amundsen, and uh, I think he'd be a fun interview too. All the things Major told me about how much of a, a goof he was at practice.
or in games. And he played in the NFL. Yeah. Did he not? Uh, only NFL first round draft pick for the Cyclones by the Oilers and then got hurt. He was going to be a tight end for the Falcons in 77, but more nagging injuries. But... Isn't that the key to athletics and, and to further yourself that way? Is you've got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Just got to stay healthy. I'm uh, kind of reflecting on, on my career as a baseball player at Penn because this uh, newfound NCAA uh, uh, rule that allows players to, to capitalize and, and, and profit from their image and, and they can likeness. Do it. Huh? They can make some money on their image. Yeah, yeah. And I think back into my amazing career and how much money I lost without the ability to do that. You know, it's great for these kids today, but, you know, as us uh, uh, veterans from way back when, you know, we don't get to, it's not retroactive. Yeah, I could have sold uh, T-shirts with my likeness mm-hmm. that would have said, find this guy, string him up, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something you can do. With, I'm with glad that they can. I, I think they should be able to make some money on their own. They make yeah. millions for the school. Well, you know, the thing is, they do anyway, you know, under the table. Do you see a lot of that? They don't. I mean, it's not advertised. But, uh, you know, if you're a big-name uh, athlete at a big-name school, you know, you're, you're driving a new car. You're uh, set up in a, you know, in a penthouse kind of apartment uh that kind of thing, and it's all kind of under the carpet. Don't you think? You I don't think really want to disparage my public image in case I ever have to interview with any of these uh, universities, so I'm just going to nod and be like, you're saying words. <laughs> Respectfully, of course. You remember in the uh, uh, 84, 85, uh, Rose Bowl where Ronnie Harmon from Iowa? Had oh, four fumbles, right? right? Had four fumbles. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine lives in Buffalo, New York, where he was drafted. He told me that when he got to Buffalo, he had to take a pay cut. Mm. That's, he threw a game in the NF in the playoffs, or so they say. You've got to well, say threw, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, the ball was right in his hand, and he dropped it. He's got hands like frozen bread. Yeah, when the game's on the line and there's but gambling you, going on. Be careful how you how you ver- verbalize that. Because it's allegedly. Yep. No lawsuits here, Big Dave. Yeah, I watch enough letter County to know allegedly. Big thing. Yeah, yeah, you got to know that as a journalist. Yeah, well, actually, that's why I abstained from comment. The drop in the pass actually happened. And then he was released from the team. I don't mind telling you, it is hot as can be right here. It is, uh, it is it that. It is so hot. I'm sweating like a giraffe in a helicopter. Nice. Well, I'm. Sw- <laughs> you think that's bad? I'm sweating like a helicopter inside a giraffe. Hey, well, you turned it around there. I see that. I yeah. see how you did that. Not a lot of effort, but to me, it's funny. Yeah, me too. So, which which one of these local high school football teams is going to the state? I I figure Sigourney Kyoto. Sigourney Kyoto. Mm-hmm. They're going to the dome. Yeah, think? they did last year. Now, that's how far did they go? Uh, just do the semis because oh, they met. Uh, did any team? Did, is it, they go for any team in the area? Or? Yep. Just, uh, 
uh, Tri County won a game. They went one and seven, one and eight, something like that. English Valley's lost to Monty in Substate. Pekin lost to Cardinal in Substate first round. Oh, the headline for that. So Cardinal from Eldon are called the Comets. So I said, uh, Comets bring Pekin playoff hopes crashing to earth. Ah, I see that. That was Good. really uh, that was a really hard pill to swallow in the local. I'm sure eateries and whatnot around there. That was. Uh, that may have been what spurred on this new coach. Losing the Cardinal was at homecoming, at home. Whew. Now, uh, speaking of coaching, mm -hmm. again, let's go back to Iowa State. Sure. This uh, Matt Campbell fellow. Great guy. Uh, seems like it. Seems pretty personable uh, during uh, TV interviews, that kind of thing. Uh, there's always going to be a question about, does he stay? Does he move on? It makes sense. He's success has resulted in some offers, mm -hmm. and if not, soon will be. Do you anticipate him staying? Yep. What, what are your, what's your take on that? Well, as I said in Big 12 Media Days, he didn't come here to be somebody, he came here to do something. And to me, that's the whole crux of the whole thing. That's the reality of it, that's the minutia. Um, I believe he's gonna stay here based on his word. And you visited with him back and forth a few times? Yeah, there was an open student practice in April 2016 before he even coached a game. Uh, he was before his first ever game at IC, which is a 25-20 loss to you and I, September 2016. Yeah, he just had an open student practice, and there's a picture of me trying to catch a punt in front of the whole team, and he, he's just smiling, beaming real large, real nice guy. Well, you're already halfway there on that George Plimpton thing. Have him suit you up for one of these uh, summer uh, practices. Yeah, well, they might mistake me as the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, up until you start screaming. Yeah, for hey, sure. Hey, put me down. Mm -hmm. That would be a, a heck of a slant on your reporting mm -hmm. what Iowa State's up to and some of the personalities they've mm -hmm. got. They've got some pretty closed walls, though, so I think we will just enjoy their season opener against you and I again. And then they'll play Iowa, and then they'll play at Las Vegas in the Raiders' new stadium, uh, Reliant Stadium. So, so they're playing in Las Vegas this year? Yep, I've been trying to go. Did they play last year? No. So Did you get month. the Sigourney newspaper to grubstake a trip out there? To uh, I wish. They got a little budget problem? I can neither confirm or deny, but I'm just happy to be where I'm at. You're pretty politically correct, aren't you? And you're going to keep your job. I, so, uh, I admire that. And if, if that's one of the first, if only, things you learn as a rookie journalist, you're going to be okay. Well, good. So how do you get out there and see all these games? I mean, it seemed like like for local or yeah i mean like you're covering you pick out one game you're going to cover this week or? yeah so for me it's really what it breaks down to my my perspective of it all five the schools over football it's four and if all games start at seven see if anybody's playing at home and then see if it's a conference versus conference team so you can see both that's a good yep. idea or if it's like so basically sigourney kyoto because one that's closest but obviously you have to cover the other schools, get some pictures, you know, get other people's picture in the paper, which is to me important. 
because I want people in the 18 to 25 demographic to enjoy newspapers. I'm an anomaly where I have a subscription to newspapers.com and I just love newspapers. That's another topic for another day. But So I see if Pekin is playing like a big rival, which their big rival is Sigourney Kyoto. That's not going to happen this year because of the class difference. But I see if Tri-County or EV, they're playing a sickle foe or each other. And that's kind of how I break it down week to week. So do you have to handle these assignments uh, yourself or do you have the ability to bring a, a photographer with you or you know somebody else that can help you with, with some of this or is it all you? Yeah, so uh, we have a correspondent with North Mahaska, which is really nice too, actually. We got Clint and RD, wonderful people. And one of my friends down from Cantrill, he came up with me um, to a Sigourney Kyoto game just because I wanted him to come to a game. You know, I want my friends to enjoy my vicarious experiences as best as they can. It's like, hey man, can you tweet if there's ever a score just so I can focus on pictures more? Because when I'm at a game, I got my DSLR, I got my two lenses, I got my right. phone, because I got to do a live tweet thread due to our paper being just a weekly. I got to remember what happened in the game so I can put people in my size 12 to 13 shoes as best they can. This kid knows what he's doing, folks. Jared Larson, our guest this you, morning. You have to get on the, the phone with the coaches. Sigourney newspaper. What's the Sigourney? What's your paper called? The News Review. Sigourney News Review. Uh, just the News Review. We are more than just a Sigourney newspaper as we love our people in North English. They're really cool. That's you. Um, Who was that? Uh, just a local. Her name's uh, Cassie. She works for John Weir, the law office. Oh, I see. Yeah. So we cover the whole county. And if I need to, I'll just go on varsity bound, just pull stats and just make a little blurb of like, here's the final score, who's led in rushing, here's who led in passing, here's the score by quarter, here are the records for each team after the game, if I'm not able to go. Sure. Now, uh, many, it's not unanimous, but many sports writers, eventually in their career, will write a book. Maury mm -hmm. uh, Allen, was a sports writer for the New York Post, covered the New York Yankees, mm -hmm. wrote many books, and I got to be friends with him, uh, corresponded with him until he passed, mm -hmm. uh, spent a week at his house once, you know, a great guy, mm -hmm. and a great author, wrote a, and usually covered a, a Yankee, mm -hmm. all right? Uh, he wrote a, a biography, a, a, and it was called where Have You Gone, Joe DiMaggio, mm -hmm. written by Maury Allen. He told me the story behind it is, is that uh, uh, he asked permission to write the book, and, he, and DiMaggio said no, so he wrote this unauthorized. But the title of the book, Where Have You Gone, Joe DiMaggio, he had to get permission from Paul Simon to use that title, because that was in a song. Mm -hmm. Awesome. He said he approached Paul Simon, who said, yeah, you can use the title. He said, the only thing I want in the way of payment is a baseball signed by Mickey Mantle. Maury Allen said, of course, no problem. Got the ball, and the rest is history. Anyway, uh, is that something you envision down the road after? Uh, now, if you, if you were to be affiliated with one team, uh, perhaps down the road before your career was over, writing a book about somebody. Sure. I, of course, I'd like to do things authorized in the right way as best I could. <coughs> um, but yeah, 
I mean, my articles I type, hell, I mean, heck, uh, I wrote 2,222 words about one Iowa State football game in Butte, Montana in 1895, so I already kind of have the length down. Yeah, just... you're good. Uh, be careful with that. You're, you're probably wise to, to look at it like that. Uh, Maury Allen told me after his book came out, he said, Dimaggio you never spoke to him again, mm. which uh, wasn't unusual. Uh, Dimaggio was pretty private, and, and he could turn on you like there was no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I met him once and, and, uh, at a Yankees old-timers game. Mm -hmm. And while I can't say that he was completely unapproachable, uh, I was standing there with a couple other people that wanted uh, his autograph, and he, he was okay to do. He said, one, just one. But, but he wasn't, uh, and you figure, I was in the Yankee locker room, along with these other kids, and you'd have to think, well, he must, to be here, he must know somebody. And I did, but I, I would have thought that it made him a little more approachable. Mm -hmm. But some people are, are, aren't, uh, you know, they get inundated with so much uh, uh, attention from the public, they're not always in favor. Oh. But well, I want to read a book you write about somebody. Well, I can tell you about my favorite article I've ever wrote. If I may? I, I insist on it. Okay, good. And I'll be brief if we got places to be. Uh, so this 1895 game uh, for Iowa State, they played in Butte, Montana. They took a train to Council Bluffs, and they missed the connecting train from Lincoln to uh, Butte. So they threw a whole fit. Finally got like a mail train, which took them from Lincoln to Cheyenne over the night, and then they got into Butte. And because Butte was a mining town, this grass field had no grass. Uh, Pop Warner was part of the team at this time. He started at right guard in addition to doing some coaching duties. And they started, uh, Pop Warner started a fight in the game in, in controversy because the referee was a hometown guy. And miners, of course, you know, needing some entertainment when not mining copper from the anaconda mine, would shoot their six shooters in the air, which would spook the ref. So Iowa State lost 12-10 due to forfeit. But either on the way there, the way back, the train became snowbound. Team had a forage for cranberries in a nearby town, according to somebody that was on that team in 1944 paper. But after I do the whole game recap, talk about the weather, I uh, studied the lives of all of the opposing Duke players, like, some uh, player had a, came from a very rich family, but couldn't handle it. Morphine overdose, death Ooh. four years later. Another guy, 47 years old, during the game in 1895. Because mind you, this is just an athletic club. It's just minors, like minors, not like young people, obviously, if you're 47. Um, he died in one of Canada's largest wildfires in 1911. Another guy, Francis Brooks, played at Harvard came to Butte to practice law, ended up going to Honolulu, Hawaii to practice law a couple, or after the Butte game. And so that's kind of what I like to do. I like to give you the preview, the game as a whole, and then I like to study, because to me, sports is more than just a moment. It can be a moment, but I like to study the entirety of people's lives because that's the sociology side of me, understanding how they were in society. Now, 
Uh, I'm glad you're still awake. That was a lot of words. No, I, I enjoyed it, uh, and it was unfortunate you listed off uh, uh, several players that uh, that died kind of, mm -hmm. you know, not mysteriously, but unfortunately. Yeah. And it made me think that that within the last 10 years or so, uh, some running backs from Iowa State yep. have died. Uh, I know I, the only one I can think of, uh, Hiawatha Rutledge. Yep. Who, uh, Stevie Hicks. Beca yeah, became a friend of mine. Yeah. He was starting to do comedy, and I got to know him down at the uh, uh, Des Moines Funny Bone. Yeah. But there was, yeah, you said Stevie, so but there was like two or three others. Yeah, uh, Jason Berryman uh, yeah. died, um, Justin Eilers. Uh, regarding Stevie Hicks, I wrote a, how long was that post? It was over a thousand words. It was like as many rushing yards as he had from scrimmage. Either way, Stevie Hicks, I got a picture of him when I was six. So Stevie is very important to me. Uh, Bryce DeJohn Jones passed in 2016. I know that's outside of the football and more in the basketball sphere because you know it's a ball instead of a prolate spheroid. That's probably the only joke I've told so far. Um, but yeah, lots of tragic deaths. And, and uh, uh, is that something, it makes sense, Iowa State might not want that kind of publicity, but is that something that you thought, you know, a compilation of how and why some of these kids uh, passed might might be interesting for people that, that don't know all of the particulars? Sure, and maybe. I uh, think that's more outside my forte just because, again, I looked up to Stevie Hicks when I was a kid. Not that I ever wanted dreads, but like, yeah, I could run hard through injury, which is what Stevie did most of 2006. And uh, it just occurs yeah. to me that that uh, unless I'm just unaware, and that's possible. Uh, oh, NSA, what? That's another. What's that? NSA, what was another yeah. early death? But but I don't know of any other colleges that that have that kind of uh, statistic. Yeah, and uh, and obviously they don't they don't want to have that. Yeah, like the first time I read the leading rusher from Iowa State football team from 2000 to 2006 has died. That spooks me. Like well, the first teams I watched were those 2000 to 2006 teams. Like my first ever football game in person was. 2002 against Troy State, September 21st, 2002. Iowa State won 42 to 12 uh, over the Trojans, which had OCU and Yora, future New York Giant, on that team. I think Todd Miller returned a punt for a touchdown. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I don't really know if I want to touch on tragic things. Like, yes, tragedy comes up in my articles when I like to do a whole life compendium for someone, but. I don't know. I wrote about the second black athlete after Jack Trice. Uh, it was Larry I, Doby. Yes, no. Paul Away Smith uh, played until 1927. Shut out UCLA at the Coliseum. And I know I'm pivoting from your question because I don't have a good answer for it. But I just really like athletic history. And I well, hope I wish you well in that Thank career. You. Yeah. you seem like a... Uh, uh, as my mother would say, a good egg. Well, good. A good egg. An astute young man. I aspire to be both. A good egg first, a good young man second. What, what I would encourage you to think about mm 
Maybe you've already thought it. Maybe you already do this. But as your career progresses, no muffler. You hear that? Uh, 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 two things. I, I would urge you to keep a journal. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. Good, because when you've done this, as long as it takes you to get to the age I am now, you're going to look back and have forgotten a lot of mm -hmm. the interaction you had with players and coaches and fans and what have you. So to keep a journal would allow you to relive them. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is uh, don't be afraid to uh, take a uh, item of wherever it is you're at and with whoever it is you're with. If you can, I'm not saying steal something, but if you can take a momentum, of, if somebody somebody gives you a baseball that that uh, was significant in some way when you're talking to some baseball person, uh, take something that you can put in your office mm -hmm. and allows you to re remember those situations mm -hmm. that allowed you to get that. I like that. My my pal Maury Allen had a good deal of that type of stuff. Okay. So, so, you know, he told me the story, and I hope I'm not boring you. I'm still awake. My eyes are still open, and if they close, it's because of the amount of sweat on my brow. Uh, you and me both, kid. I'm going to, you know, I took a shower today, and I sweat when I was showering. Mm -hmm. That's how. That so anyway, Maury Allen hosted a party for the... Uh, members of the New York Yankees at his house, cookout and, you know, beer and brats, all that stuff. And, and uh, this was back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, everybody, had, you know, said, hey, thanks, and they left. And he looked out, after he'd gone to bed, he got up for whatever reason, looked out his window, and he saw two couples sitting on the picnic table at his house, talking. He didn't think anything about it. Uh, they were both pitchers. One was Fritz Peterson. The other one was Mike Kekich. Fritz Peterson, uh, Kansas City A's, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. That makes two of us. But at this time, they were both New York Yankees. And the next day, they came to Maury, and they said, this happened at your house, so we're going to let you have the exclusive to break the story. Now, obviously, it wasn't just that one night that they had spoke about this endeavor. They apparently had been kicking it around for quite a while. But that night at his party was where it was consummated. Uh, they both traded families. They didn't trade players, you know, for one another with some other team, isn't it? They traded families. Fritz Peterson left his wife and kids, moved in with Mike Kekich's wife and kids, and he moved in with the uh, Fritz Petersons. The dogs and everything. Dogs, kids, everything. And it was back then, as you can imagine, it was kind of a, you know, a big, a big story, and nothing like that had ever happened before. 
I don't know of it happening since, but it was a unique enough story, and it, it all accumulated at, at uh, Maury's house. Now, how's that for a story? And uh, one of the two marriages lasted still today. How do you know? You know I what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I heard that story. Yeah, one of them still, they're still married, I think, to two this of day. Got, one of them got the divorced. One, yeah, the other ones, it didn't work out. Mm. And they, uh, this is my surprise face. So, I mentioned this only in passing. Kind of an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Not going to change the world, but it's an interesting story nonetheless. There are tons of them out there. It's what? Tons of stories out there. Yes. That are Sorry. Yes. Cough roll up. Man, we got a cool breeze coming through. Second well, yeah, now. it cooled off a few degrees there. Man, we might have a wind chill now instead of the heat in the sea. Well, no, uh, so. we've been talking with Jared Larson from the Sigourney News Review or the News Review. For Southeast Iowa. Uh, would you stick around? I, I got our, our uh, news director calling in, Clay yeah. Foley. Well, sure. I'll, I'll put him and on. You could comment on what he's some of the stories. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'll give you like your email and I'll send you like my favorite articles. I've documented every cyclone football player played professionally from 1920 to 2009. Every. Uh, Professional basketball from 1946 to 1999. Both. What happened States. to Marcus Pfizer? Um. Started out with the Bulls. Yeah, he uh, played like 15 years. He ended up playing in Venezuela after a while. Okay. All yeah. Right. Now that you say that, I think I recall that. Yeah. But, but he was with. All right, Clay. The Bulls for a couple. Good morning. <sighs> yeah. Is that your? Are you telling me that Clay Foley is on the line with yep, us? Yes, our news director Clay, Clay Foley, Foley is on. We are. Sports director Jared Larson's here with us. Ah, sports editor. Well, award-winning <laughs> sports editor with the Iowa hey, newspaper. Foley. People. Hopefully I haven't played it sleep yet. Seems to me we've become directors on this show pretty pretty quickly. Jared's the sports director now. I'm, I'm the news director. Well, I'm glad one, you gave one of these two a thesaurus. Um, I'm not calling them dinosaurses, but I'm glad they got a thesaurus to get some nice new words. How are you? <laughs> They didn't. They didn't pony up to send Jared to to, to send you to Tokyo, though, huh? For the uh, games? No. We had to at the last minute. There was that COVID scare. Yeah, and since I've already <laughs> had the Johnson and Johnson, and when I had COVID, I couldn't smell for 270 days. Um, You've had COVID? Yeah. I gotta go. Last year. <laughs> well, that's good because we had uh, Willie Farrell on, and he he hasn't got his smell and his taste back yet. Sounds about right. So yeah, I had my taste back in within two weeks, but I didn't have smell until I got the vaccine in April over at the courthouse. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, me too. It's fun to smell southeast Iowa. It smells well, like humid. Do you have a news report for us, Clay? I do, guys. I do. I'm sitting in a Menards parking lot right now because uh, today I have to replace a uh, garbage disposal on my sink. So I'm sitting in Menards parking lot, but that doesn't stop me from delivering the news. I've scoured the darkest corners of the internet to uncover stories of the ultra bizarre and downright silly. That's why and you're the director them, of uh, news. <laughs> I present them to you in this, in this weird news segment I call fully informed over the weekend, a passenger plane had to turn around and return to a Saudi airport after a mother left her baby at the terminal. The Saudi flight from Jeddah was on its way to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, when the woman realized she was missing her child. 
The pilot initially refused to turn the airplane around, but fearing legal repercussions, the plane was ordered back to the airport when the woman claimed the child was, in fact, her emotional support toddler. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know what yeah. she'd say when she got the child back, as they say in Saudi Arabia, shukran, which is thank you in Arabic. So... <laughs> Our, our uh, international language director, Jared, is with, <laughs> is with us. He's, he's yeah. not only sports director, he's, he's other language director. That's he's great. He's an interpreter. Yeah. Huva paiva, salam alaikum, guten tag, hola. Kazutai. Ah, donkey. <laughs> oh, wait, well. I also speak French fluently, and I haven't even tapped into that yet. Carry on, Clay. Oh, my goodness. A... a <laughs> A British inventor earned a world record for building the world's fastest ice cream truck. The speedy vehicle goes from 0 to 60 in 5 seconds, has a top speed of 117 miles per hour, and it sells just one product, smushed ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Sounds like my Hyundai Elantra GT, There's which a, has a muffler. A lot of, lot of, lot of breaking and starting and stopping there, so uh, smushed ice cream sandwiches, yes. And finally, and, and finally, we've already come to the end of, of uh, Fully Informed uh, for this week. A California couple had a recent life-saving first kiss. Max Montgomery and Andrea Trainer met at a Santa Cruz beach for a seemingly enjoyable first date. Without warning, Montgomery felt a burning sensation in his chest and collapsed to the ground in cardiac arrest. Trainer, a veterinarian, or I'm sorry, a veteran anesthesiologist, she sprang into action using chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, or what the couple would later dub their first kiss. Uh, Montgomery was Montgomery was rushed to a nearby hospital where doctors used a defibrillator to restart his heart, a procedure the doctors dubbed second base with shirt off. <laughs> And, and I'm fine. I'm happy to report that the, the following morning, Mr. Montgomery and a team of heart surgeons, they went all the way. Ah. Oh. <laughs> not bad for a second encounter. This is so much baseball talk. Um, I hope the people I've covered covering baseball and softball are proud that I know so many words about baseball and softball now. So. Well, Clay, uh, Clay did me a, a real solid this week. Mm -hmm. um, last Friday, my cat died. And uh, we were in uh, a sad way until I called Clay Foley, who brought us the perfect cat. And was that intentional? Yeah, he, he brought, he, he, he from, he from <laughs> all the way from Champaign, Illinois, drove it over to see. Uh, and the cat's doing great. He's, uh, he's adjusted like he should be in about three weeks, in about three days. He's. That's that's right. That's right. I appreciate you sending me photos and things because it, it meant a lot to us. But yeah, you were describing to me your your plight with your your kitty that passed away and uh, your wife and your grandson. And I just felt like we had the perfect cat for you because I've as I've talked about it before. We I dab I dabble in uh, animal rescue, so I knew I had the perfect cat for you, and it seems to have worked out, doesn't it? Animal Work rescue director. Rate. That's who this is, Animal Rescue Director. As well as the news director. Yep. So if you're, <laughs> if you're in the need of a cat, you can get a hold of Clay. He he has uh, quite the selection. The menu is pretty good. Uh, Clay, I'll share this with you. Uh, <clears throat> not a lot of people know this. Uh, uh, our friend here uh, went to Iowa State. I got an uncle went to Iowa State, became a veterinarian, and uh, very successful. He also became a taxidermist, and his slogan is, whatever happens, you get your dog back. 
<laughs> and uh, was very successful. I, you know, he was just an entrepreneur. I was born in Ames. Know. My dad went to Ames. His dad went to Iowa State College mm -hmm. before it was there. Yeah, it became university in 1959. My uh, great uncle was the director of animal husbandry in Iowa State. Kind of well he probably knew my uncle. Probably did. Probably. Well, well that's, uh, that's interesting. Well, hey, uh, I, while, the, while the Olympics are on, I want to ask you guys, maybe you touched on this earlier. Do you guys know, are there any famous Southeast Iowa uh, residents who were famous Olympians? Oh, uh, there was a Glenn. His last name was Glenn. I think it was Dan Glenn. He, would, uh, he went to uh, uh, Fairfield, and he was... Uh, Gold medal in the uh, Olympics in wrestling. Uh, oh, in like 1972. Those are uh, Munich. Was it? Yeah. Well, you can't you can't overlook Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Who went to uh, college? Graceland. At Graceland in uh, Lamona. That's kind of southwest Iowa, but uh, yeah, he would be maybe the more prominent name. Sure, uh, sure. Now that she's Caitlin, either way, she's yeah. still prominent in her decathlon efforts. Yeah. Huh. I'll bet you didn't know Wait. that, Clay Foley. I'm glad. I'm glad I, I asked because you guys have uh, amazing minds and, and memories for this kind of stuff. So all three of you were able to chime in on that one. Yep, we're a, we're a vast wasteland of knowledge. <laughs> That's right. Well, Dave, I, I owe you, you know, I promised anyone who adopted one of my cats got, gets a three-pack of koozies. So I, I forgot to give you a three-pack of koozies when I handed over that kitty to you. So I'll, uh, next time I see you, I owe you. I've got one in the truck here. All right, well, thanks, <laughs> uh, Clay, and uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. I think we're going to try and do once-a-month sports updates like this. So uh, appreciate everybody watching, and... Uh, Anything else to say, anybody? I think I have to update my LinkedIn with all these new titles I've been given. Goodness <laughs> me. Uh, if you want to get me on social media, it's J-A-R underscore L-A-R. Can I plug my stuff? You plug we all insist your on it. Okay, good. Yeah, J-A-R underscore L-A-R. It's my social media, Twitter. Don't use Instagram as much. Snapchat. Facebook, uh, spell out underscore. If you want to see the cloud pictures I take here in southeast Iowa. Um, if you want to reach me, my work email sports at sigourneynewsreview.com even though we are just the news review nice to meet you all digitally he's covering the sports in the local area he does it with enthusiasm and intelligence and he's organized let's get behind jared larson as he keeps us up with what's going on thank you kindly and we got to stay in touch with clay foley yeah, now clay what's foley. uh your social media outlets that's right. As always, uh, folks can folks can uh, check me out on YouTube at, at Clay Foley. Uh, my is my YouTube channel, TikTok Clay Foley Comedy, or just go to ClayFoley.com, and that's where you can find all my social media links. When are you and I going to do a show together, Clay? Oh, I let let's talk. Let's let's get something going. I insist on it. Uh, a, I'd look forward to Clay Foley. I'm showing Please. you. Yeah, let, yeah, let's get some let's get some you. on the schedule. Being on the show. Uh, the Florida yep. Hurt near. So uh well, thank you. I've been giving all the guests your uh koozies. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think hey. uh the Yankees are gonna come on pretty soon and that means Brown guy's gotta get home. So Yankees play at one o'clock. 
I got to get home and settle in and watch them win another. Uh, they win today. They've swept the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know if that's an accomplishment. Is it? Uh, no, Tampa Bay's okay, not bad. Okay. Apologies. Pretty good. I, my, my only knowledge of baseball before this summer was enjoying the movie Major League. I apologize, Tampa Ray fans. That was a good movie. Everywhere. Uh, Clay, stay cool, buddy. All right. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. We, we love hearing from you. We got to go jump in okay. that fountain now. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you in some future episodes.